0: I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. Here at the Station of Decapitation, without your head, I'm Nasty Neal. And I'm joined here by Timothy L. Rayner of Final Exam and a lot of other cool things we'll, we'll uh, talk about.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks.
0: Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I guess, how did you get involved in Final Exam back in 81? Oh, when did you film question. it?
1: Uh, that, yeah, it was like the, uh, the end of 1980, and I think it was released in 1981. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, uh, I guess it's basically it's like with everything else, it, it, being in the right place at the right time, you know I knew this guy, uh, his name was Rod he's his old martial arts friend. Uh, he and I uh, was with our, Ed Parker uh, out in uh, Shelby, uh, uh, North Carolina, at the EO Motion Picture Studios, you know, and that's how I got to know him. and I was out in California and I decided, well, I'm going to stop in and see this guy mm-hmm. so when I did, I walked into his office, and there was a guy sitting there. I had a beard, jeans on, t- you know, scrubby T-shirt, cowboy boots, you know. And he looks at me, and he goes, I want you. And I, I, I said, excuse me? <laughs> you, you, what, what, you want me? He goes, yeah. Well, no, no, don't take it wrong. I said, my name is Jimmy Houston, okay? I wrote the script for Final Exam, and my friend here was telling me all about you, and I'd like you to audition for the role of The killer okay you know i've never auditioned for a film before in my life you know so i i said okay i don't know sure cool you know i've done a lot of live on stage swords and sorcery stuff you know for uh star trek events you know and klingons and that but never auditioned for anything so well come the day of the audition i i come dressed up in a three-piece suit okay i have my gear with me my gi and uh, all my weapons and that and uh I walk in and all these guys are coming in. They're wearing shorts, sandals. Uh, you know, one guy had a big Afro and a beard, you know, and a T-shirt on and shorts. And, um, There's all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I said, well, I'm really overdressed, you know. <laughs> so uh, I got dressed in my gi and I went out there. And I, and basically, I, I blew my wad in the first five minutes. Did everything I could. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Houston comes over to me and he whispers, and I, can you do anything else? <laughs> I just did everything I could. I, you know, I don't know what else I could do. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen my IMDB uh, yeah. uh, thing. Okay, I have my, my uh, film reel on there. I, at the end of it, I break a 1,200 pounds ice, okay, with my hand. And I do that for charity purposes to raise money, you know. And, but the only other thing I could think of doing was a, a six-inch palm strike and, you know, concentrate on it, knock the guy back as far as I could. Know? And, and I do that, you know, using chi or ki, as you call it. Well, that's the only thing I can think of doing. And usually I put a pad on a guy's chest, you know, in order to do it. So I took the biggest guy in the audience, which is the guy with the big afro and a beard, brought him out, put him on the edge of the mat. They brought out a, a, a Los Angeles County phone book. I put it on his chest. I had him hold it. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. And I said, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can. And I'm going to knock you back as far as I can. And he's kind of like snotty. And he goes, okay, yes, yeah, sure. You know, like this. Well, I don't know what came over me. But when, when he did that, I, I must have really got fired up because when I hit this guy, it's just like he's seeing in a cartoon. He went zing across the mat, full 10 feet across the mat, landed on his back. And, and if, uh, the, if the fans are listening. Excuse my language. And, he's, and this is his quote. Jesus fucking Christ. That's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. Rolls over and walks off. Never heard from him. I didn't see him again for the rest of the day. So two weeks go by. And Jimmy Houston finally calls me, and he goes, "Tim, you got the role as a killer. Said, All right, cool." And, you know, so he goes, "Yeah, the executive producer was really impressed with you." And I said, "Who's that? That's the guy you knocked on his ass." <laughs> and I known he was that was John. Chambers. Right, you probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I, I, I you know, picked
0: a different guy, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but that's that's how I did it. That's how I got got into it.
0: That's pretty wild. So um were you familiar with like uh, horror movies and slasher films?
1: Not really no. I, that was the first my first uh introduction into anything like that, you know? Yeah. Same thing with, uh, you know doing doing the stunts and that, that's how I got my started in stunts.
0: Mm, okay. So you said you had a background doing live stuff like as a Klingon and stuff was that uh where was that?
1: Well, it started out in uh, uh, Connecticut, North Connecticut. We started doing demonstrations up and down the East Coast. You know, uh, they, you go to different tournaments and do different things. You can dress up as, you know, for, uh, doing different uh, uh, genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we we won a couple of good ones, you know. And a friend of mine uh, invited us to a Star Trek. Uh, uh, I guess it was a con. Yeah. And he was uh, actually the MC there, and. He wanted us to actually be the security for the team, for the for, for the for the Star Trek guys. So I don't know if you know who Carl Strucken is. Uh, that's he uh, guys. Oh yeah, American. I actually had him on
0: the show. He's the yeah. uh, he was uh, re- really he still is a really tall guy.
1: Yeah, he's like seven yeah. foot tall. Yeah. yeah, he's a good very good friend of mine now. And uh, you know, LeVar Burton, you know, and John Delancey, uh, and so we did we we bodyguard all those, but we also did the show. You know, with the Klingons and, uh, you know, with the weapons. And that we, we made our own weapons. And, but, you know, we got a pretty good reputation doing that. And then they, they, what I think was, uh, I think it was Carl that says, you know, you ought to go to California. You ought to go out there and, you know, bring your stuff out there. Mm. Well, that's, here I am. You know, that's how I got there. Yeah. So, um, so, so when you try out for a movie
0: and, and you get it, um, this, did you read the script before uh, you even trying
1: out yet? No, they didn't even show me the script. I don't know I just said they just put me on a plane and flew me to North Carolina and yeah
0: that was it so once you get the movie I assume you look at the script
1: well I I saw the only thing they gave me was the action scenes I I choreographed all the action scenes all the killing scenes Mm -hmm. okay so uh, there's a lot of a lot of good things in there, like the, you know the first opening scene of the killing. Yeah, you know, you, the guy, it
0: it opens right away with you jumping on the the car and ripping it up. That car,
1: that car is actually running, going down the hill with me on top of it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I the first time we uh, we did the uh, the first shot, the first take, uh, the, the, I can't remember the kid's name that that I, that I killed, but when I drove the knife through the uh, top of the canvas, it, it was his his face was like two inches away from the knife. Oh, so it was a real knife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was oh, a real okay. knife. it was razor yeah. sharp. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's how, that's did you just I,
0: assume that's how things were done, you know, at the time like you, you know, you don't use prop weapons just use real knife. I don't know.
1: Well, there were some there were some prop weapons that we used, you know, the, the in the uh, scene where I pop out of the barrel, you know, and kill uh, uh, what was his name? I can't think of his name now. Uh, his name was John, John Fallon was the actor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a double take. You know, the, the pop out of the barrel. I I do the motion. They cut it, and then they put uh, uh, they cut the knife in half, and they put a pla-, a pla put it into a plaque, and then they have him just fall down with a knife in him. Mm-hmm. So that was it.
0: Yeah. So when you said and you there, choreographed the the stunts, like were they written out like what they were going to be, or did you kind of have a, a role in that, they, like you know how things- yeah,
1: they? Yeah. They, they said, you know, how do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Well, let me see. Well, like with the barrel. Okay, when I popped out, of the- there was no freaking way I could fit in that barrel.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You really want me to do this? Yeah. So, I, so I looked at the barrel and I said, you know, I t- talked to the grips and that stuff. Uh, Gene Poole was one of the grips. As a matter of fact, uh, Gene Poole, if you watched him, he was the guy that carried the garbage out on, on the back uh, steps. Oh,
0: okay. of the, of the, of yeah, the I know the scene. Yeah. And he kind of looks back at the girl when she's walking up. So.
1: Yeah, and Courtney came around. And as a matter of yeah. fact, the guy that she bumps into, that was Lon Kerr. He was one of the producers. Okay, so they kind of they like put everybody in there. But I talked to them and said, look, you know what I'm going to do with this is that you got to cut this barrel out in half. Okay. So they cut the whole back out and placed it so that I could you know, actually sit underneath it and then pop up. Yeah. That, that, that's how they did it.
0: Yeah. So I did. And, did doing like the, the live stuff as the Klingons and the, and the things like that, do you think that helped you um, to become a, choreo- uh, a stunt choreo- choreographer?
1: I actually. <laughs> I think I've been a choreographer since I was like ten years old. Okay. You know, <laughs> you, know you know how you you uh, you know you cowboys and Indians and all that stuff. You know the buddies that I used to hang around with. You know where where I was living. We used to have these mock fight scenes, you know, and all that stuff. You know, and, sh- and shoot them out. Right. And I think my my career started once I when I got into the martial arts, and on my first trip uh, out to, out to California before I went into the Navy. Uh, when I was in high school, I met Leonard Nimoy. Oh, nice. Before he was actually on Star Trek. Oh, wow. Okay. He came to our high school. He did a, uh, uh, a stint. He's, a, he's he's a quick change artist, by the way. He, he could play, pl- play somebody, go around the screen, change into a different costume and come out and play the other character. And that's what he did for us. He, uh, uh, at the end of the, the show, he, uh, we had a question and answer session and we, we asked him, I said, what are you doing now? And I quote him. He says, well, I just signed this contract for this silly science fiction show. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what he meant. So, <laughs> right. so a couple of months later, I see this guy with his ears, you know, uh-huh. on the new Star Trek show. I said, wow, that was, that was him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was so, Iconic.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's pretty much how my... Whole thing was got started there.
0: Mm-hmm. So you said the car's really rolling down the hill, and you got a real knife. Everything was there? Any injuries uh, uh, from yourself uh, doing the film?
1: Not from me, no. But uh, Ralph Brown almost died. Oh wow! Yeah, wow, for man. What? Yeah, uh, the fight scene we did in the uh, in the gym. I, I have to give him a great kudos for that because he, he's had never done a fight scene before in his life. You know, nothing, no action, anything. And he came through like a champ, you know, um, in the scene, when you see me throw him up against the, the weight machine and I punch him, my right. fist actually connected to his jaw. Oh, jeez. Okay. But that was, you know, I, I saw it happening and I couldn't pull back, but yeah. I, and I opened up my, my hand and my hand, you know, just hit him in the face and he snapped to the side really good. But in the scene where I pull out the weights and I wrap the cable around his neck and he flies back against the cable and breaks break his neck. Well, I, was, I did all the rigging for this thing, for that. And unbeknown to me, I was, when I left the scene, I was on the other side of the room. The director decided they wanted to shoot another scene with just Ralph throwing himself up against the, the weight machine with the cable wrapped around his neck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he did it, but I, I only tightened the cable around just a, just a little bit, you know. So when he hit the cable, the, the machine, and he slumped down, you can see it starting to twist up. Oh, yeah. it, it completely choked him out he was dangling and he was shaking like this and I, and I turned around and I looked and I go that's not in the script so I, I ran over and I pushed Daryl Cathcart, the cinematographer um, uh, John and everybody out of the way Okay, and I grabbed him and I picked him up unwrapped him and laid him on the ground and I revived him right there if it was any, any longer he probably would have been gone
0: wow um, anything else like that, you know, uh, not, not just on final exam, but uh, later on in your career?
1: No, I've been pretty cautious. <laughs> yeah. I've been pretty cautious doing stuff like that. Um, you know, you get bumps and bruises. I mean, some of my guys have gotten gotten cut with the swords that we've done, we've had with practice because they're steel. They're not they're not fake, you know. But uh, as far as, you know, anything really serious, no. no. Yeah. We try to make everything happen just right. Even, even in some of the stunt driving I've done, you know, it's all choreographed just right. hmm uh, along those lines,
0: I've, I have mentioned early before we started recording that I interviewed, uh, they aren't cheap. I've interviewed a lot of uh, wrestlers and a lot of them uh, later in life. It's not even if just from one big move, it's just from the bumps over time. They have a lot of, you know, problems with their hips and knees. And uh, how are you physically?
1: It's not bad. You know, I, I get down in the, m- in the morning, you know, and I say, you know, I'm thankful to get out of bed, you know, but uh, doing the martial arts every day, you know, keeps me limber and, you know, and carefree. You know, I do take, uh, I do have a good diet and vitamin uh, content, you know, especially a lot of vitamin C. That helps with the muscles and that and bones. But yeah, I'm doing okay.
0: Yeah. You said, uh, you know, stunt driving. Now, I know you have a background in martial arts, but uh, the, the stuff like stunt driving, is this something you picked up along the way? Like when you started to get
1: into movies? Yeah, it's uh it's like can you drive this car? Yeah, how how hard do you want me to drive it, you know? And they they give you a a direction to go and they they say you know, can you do this? And I say, "Well, I can give it a try." You know, and it just escalates from there. Uh, there's a couple of uh videos that I'll, I'll send you. You can take uh, okay. take a look at some of the stuff that I've uh, that I've done. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not great, but yeah, they they're okay.
0: Yeah. What would you say are some of the weirder things you've been asked to do in a movie like you never thought you'd be doing?
1: Well, I, I have to go back to final exam. And that was the, uh, the killing of uh, the, uh, the pledge on the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in order to do that scene right, they had to bring in two semi-trailers, okay, 14 feet high, put two planks across, the, across it. And I had to walk out and hover above the kid as he walked underneath it and drop down from 14 feet above him, Mm -hmm. you know, and land on top of him and not hurt him when I did it. So, and I had, I had to tell the guy, I says, look, you know, as soon as you feel my hand touch your shoulder, drop my groin muscles. ache. I could only do that scene once because I had to land with my legs spread apart. And my, it, it just, I almost, I almost ripped my groin out doing that because I had to land on it. But yeah. other than that, I've, everything else I've done has been pretty much, you know, you know
0: safe. Yeah. Is that part make- of the, the fun for you, though? Kind of the problem solving? Like, let's figure out how we can do this?
1: Oh, yeah. In any kind of, uh, you know, uh, action scene, action movie, you know, even Keanu Reeves, he has a say in what he does you know, as far as his fighting and um, you know, his action scenes. then as you get older i I, i've done more choreography now Mm -hmm. than actually doing the stunts Mm -hmm. you know i i find it more fun seeing somebody else doing it than me getting out there and risking my neck (laughs) you know i hate to say it that way but it's true
0: yeah no i understand Uh, Now, jimmy houston is that the same jimmy houston who went on to become a
1: tv fisherman tv fisherman i don't know i don't think so
0: Okay, because because uh, there is a like a wildlife show, uh, Jimmy Houston outdoors, and he's a no, that's not him. No, not? no, no, not him. no. all right, because ah. I was curious if he ever went fishing with Jimmy Houston, but uh, it's a different guy. No, he,
1: uh, Jimmy's retired. He's out. He's out here in California somewhere.
0: Did you keep up with him at all after final exam?
1: Uh, he was the only one I kept up with. Uh, all the other, uh, other than uh, uh, let's see who what's his name. Um, uh, Radish Joel Rice. Oh, okay, I, I contacted him a couple of times, but he's a big time producer now. He doesn't oh, really talk to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, I, won't, he won't even talk to me. Oh, well, well, we'll forget <laughs> that guy then, but <laughs> I did see that was his first movie too. in uh, in Cecil yep. uh, Baghdadi, so uh, so if a bunch of you people, it was your first uh feature film together.
1: That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I uh, w- with uh, Cecile, I would be out on the uh, in Earl Owensby's studio, he's got a, like a, several sound stages out there. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's like in a farm field. Okay, he's got big sound stages. He built it for himself to make his own movies. Okay, and uh, he's got this. He's got his own airstrip right there. So I would take Cecile out in the morning, and we'd go out and practice a little bit of martial arts before we go in and actually do the the shoots. You know, of course, not that she needed it, but you know, that, that was it. Yeah, uh, she she liked it. She enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you come up with a
1: backstory for your character at all? Oh man, I've been asked that so many times. Mm. Um, there was really no backstory, but what I keep telling people is if you watch the film, you got to listen to the first five minutes of the film. Radish actually conjures up the killer. Okay. Mm. And you and because of his, I don't know, his uh, fascination with, with, with killers. So, that's the only thing I can think of is he actually generated the killer to come out of nowhere. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm basically I'm, I'm somebody with no name. Right. Yeah.
0: Interesting. I read that. Uh, they said that, um, that the radish character was uh, an inspiration for scream later on, which I thought, which I thought was interesting.
1: I, I, I didn't know that, but I do know that uh, final exam was mentioned in, I think it was scream 2. Oh okay. When, when the kids were uh, sitting around talking, they were talking about horror movies, and they did mention Final Exam. Yeah. So I, I
0: don't know. Yeah. What did you think of uh, the first time you see the finished Final Exam? What did you think of
1: it? I don't. You know, I my my reaction was like, "Wow, oh, I actually did that." You know, I I wow I wow I did something like right. That. You know, it's like you know, and then you just sit there and going. Boy, I want to do it again. <laughs> I want to do it again. Yeah. I want to do it again. You know, because you, you, um, you get this attitude. It's like a family when you're when you're shooting, you know. And uh, the crew, every time I killed somebody, you know, they would start singing. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, yeah. Another one bites the dust. They start playing it. Yeah. And another one's down. And another one's down. That was, was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Did you see it? Uh, I did you see it with an audience in a theater?
1: No, I, I saw it actually in a drive-in. Oh, cool. You know, I did I didn't even know I had an IMDB credit for it. Oh really? Until so somebody somebody told me about it. Yeah. So I looked it up on IMDb and said, wow, my first IMDb credit. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah.
0: When did you discover that? I talked to a lot of people similar thing. They didn't realize that people, you know, still followed their movies or whatever, you know, till the internet came around.
1: That that amazed me, because um every Halloween every October I get all these requests to sign posters you know videos and that stuff from the internet and I'm glad to do them you know but I've I've never once in 40 years been invited to a con
0: yeah I noticed you mentioned this and uh I'm now no promises but I'm going to try to help uh make this happen because uh no offense to anybody I see at conventions, but you see a lot of the same people and uh, horror fans love, you know, countless horror
1: movies. And it would be cool to see uh, some new people. I would think so. But, you know, I, I tell you, I wouldn't know what to do at a con. <laughs> <laughs> I would not know. You know, I I I hear, you know, my, my friend Carl, he's been to several Star Trek cons, a couple of horror cons, you know, and it's like, yeah, you go and you take your pictures with you and sign them, you know, and I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's a very have nice remember. guy. Cheap plug. Uh, there's an interview with him from a few years ago on on my website, but a very nice guy.
1: Yes, yes. In fact, we're gonna we're, we're scheduling to have a picnic with him in a, in a week or so. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: And he's still yeah. active. He he still pops up in, in some pretty big stuff. Like um,
1: yeah, yeah. We London were. And uh, and I was in a, in another film with him, and I didn't even know it. I was I was like a, I did a background acting uh, gig for. Him. I was a priest and he he's actually doing an interview in, in a park and I didn't even know it until I actually saw his, our credits together on the, on the film. <laughs> I called him up and what, what are you doing? He didn't even tell me you were there. Yeah. I didn't even know you were there. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Got, yeah. He's got this dry, very dry humor, you know, that yeah. you really got to understand him when he's, when he talks like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he told me that uh, when he was young, living in Holland, uh, Netherlands, that, uh, if, he, if his car got boxed in by some other people, he would actually go out and pick up the car and move it himself. <laughs> yeah, he's that strong.
0: Yeah, I love it. So I read that um, final exam was banned, you know, in Europe for a while because it was considered a video what? nasty. Really? Yeah. I
1: didn't know that. No. No, I did not know that at all. That's pretty wild. That's, that's, that's I'm, well, the Chinese didn't like it.
0: <laughs> uh, Europe, Europe. So. <laughs> oh, it yours, yeah. it's <laughs> Whatever. Uh,
1: you want? You wanted to know about some other incidences that happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I when Radish comes up to the door and say Courtney, Courtney, let me and Courtney like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I punch and I punch through the door and grab him. You know. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to have his face off to the side. In the first take, when we were getting ready to do it. His face was right in front of the panel, mm-hmm. and I had already started to swing. And when Jimmy Houston yelled "cut," do you know how hard it is to stop a punch in midair, <laughs> mid-flight, full speed? <All> right. <laughs> it was like, ah! <laughs> it was just, wow! But if you watch the watch the uh, the scene closely, you'll see that even though his head was off to the side, the panel nicks him on on the head.
0: Oh, the it does path. really. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild.
1: That is, and uh, Deanna Robbins in that in the scene where I kill her, mm-hmm. she demanded that, and I do, and she and Jimmy were kind of like you know like this, yeah. you know. Uh, she demanded that nobody else could be on the set except me, her, Jimmy, and and the cinematographer, because she was nude. Right, right. That's why. That's why she did it.
0: right mm-hmm. um, no, I know you're married now. I don't know if you're married then. So, was there the you involved with any of the actresses uh, filming Final Exam?
1: No, 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 I, I keep my little head where it's supposed to be, you know? uh,
0: no, I don't get involved with that. Story. I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything. I'm just curious.
1: No, no, no. She, she knows all well. She's an actress too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She, she, oh, okay. uh, she worked for Brandon Braga on Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, you know, she was his oh. personal assistant, and she was actually in the. Uh, the pilot episode of Enterprise. She was the uh, Lorelian mom. If you ever watch it, she's actually in the scene where uh, Trip and T'Pol are on the planet and she's teaching her kid to breathe oxygen. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> that, that's her in, in, in costume and makeup. Oh, really
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's a horror show, but I'm a big Star Trek fan too. I like movies and TV in general, but...
1: Yeah, she, about, her, she, she's a bigger fan of Star Trek than I am, so...
0: Okay. What kind of movies do you like?
1: I'm a big sci-fi action fan, you know. You know, I, I like a lot of Dwayne Johnson's films. You know, I think it's oh, great. Wow, yeah. have, you, have you seen Rampage? Yeah,
0: yeah. With yeah, I used to play the video game too, so
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good show for him. I like that. And uh, the Jungle Cruise was good for him too. I like that. I haven't that. seen it. That's good. Good movie. But yeah, I'm um, I we both kind of like the action stuff, you know, but she'll sit in front of the the TV and watch these um uh, um uh, I I don't know what you want to say. Love stories, you know, on, uh, on, on different channels. I I can't watch them. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you know if
0: anything was cut out of uh, the final exam? You know, yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, there was. Yes, there was. And uh, there's there's a couple trivia things here too. Okay. I I should mention to you Um, the uh, scene. I'll start with that first. The scene with, with, with the sheriff comes running, you know, driving up, you know, uh, the license plate that they, uh, call off MPM. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know what that stands for? No. Yeah. Motion picture marketing. Okay. That was the name of the production company, John Chambliss had, and they used John Chambliss's name as his father. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of trivia there. That's cool. Okay. But yeah, um, you remember the scene where I come down the elevator or the, or the, or the food tray thing, you know, and I come out like that? She actually has a knife in her hand and she spins around and stabs me with it. They cut that scene out. So it was a good scene, too. Yeah. But uh,
0: uh, I know okay. things were different back then. You know, today everything's they film digitally. So I was just wondering if any of that's like, Kept somewhere where they, if they could add it to, uh, you know, director's cut or anything.
1: I do know that I, I, blew the ears off of the sound guy, though.
0: Oh yeah, doing uh, yeah, what scene was that?
1: Well, in the same scene, I, I, I pull the knife out and I, I, and I look at her, okay, and then I throw the knife down, and it lands on this the the uh, uh, the stainless steel countertop, and the sound guy had his mic right underneath. The stainless steel countertop. Yeah, and he had it turned up loud, so when I when I when, it, when that knife hit, his like, earphones go zing. Like, <laughs> he's holding he's holding his ears because he didn't expect it.
0: Uh-huh, right. Uh, was there any other trivia or, uh, or things that stand out to you from Final Exam? Uh, let
1: me see. Boy, uh, I know the crew didn't like John Fallon. <laughs>
0: Why was that?
1: Oh, he was, he was that character. Oh, okay. Yeah he, yeah, he was that character. Yeah. He, uh, I i almost punched him out one day. Uh, yeah. He, he just, he was just a snotty kid. Yeah. You know? Ralph was great. Joel was great. Cecile was great. Uh, oh yeah. A little bit of trivia. In the scene where I, uh, I grabbed the, uh, I uh, can't remember the, the character's name. Uh, she's looking for the, the pledge. Okay. Okay. And she goes up on the, uh, the, the observatory there and a the light comes on and she runs. Mm-hmm. Okay. She runs along the side of the building. I reach out, grab her and pull her in. Okay. That scene, if you notice when she's walking along, you'll see a lot of weeds and stuff like that on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. That poor girl, three times in a row, three different takes, she tripped on these weeds before she got to me. Fell flat on her face. So the crew got out there and removed all the weeds along the wall so she could run and run right into my arm.
0: So. That's pretty cool, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's not much of a trivia
0: thing. But no, yeah. but I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I know they put out the special edition Blu-ray a few years ago.
1: Yeah, Where that was Joel it Rice. A few years ago. Yeah, Yeah. Joel Rice uh, did that, and he didn't even invite me to it. Oh really? Well, that's
0: not. How can they not invite the the killer of the movie?
1: Sorry, story of my life, man. Really, <laughs> I, I don't know. So
0: uh, you're not uh, involved? Uh, you there's not interviews or anything with you on that? Nope. That's crazy. No.
1: Well, no, then you you, than... I
0: better release with uh, with yourself included.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I think Joel's gotten into a bigger. Uh, you know, he's a. Uh, Big producer now, and he had Cecile on it, and then I I think she had he had uh, somebody else on it too, but it was, uh, didn't even bother. I mean, I'm on the internet; everybody knows where I am. He had my email because I've emailed him a couple times. You mm-hmm. know, so I don't. Know.
0: Do you think there was any was there ever any disagreements between you two, or he just you
1: know? No, no, not at all. Oh, there's no, another bit of trivia here. I just thought of it. Um, Jerry Russian, you played coach. you right. Okay. Did you know that Jerry Rushing and Johnny Rushing are the real Dukes of Hazard? I did not know that. Yes. He and his brother Johnny are the real Dukes of Hazard, is what the story is based after. There is a real Boss Hog. There is a Hazard County. And before uh, Jerry got to the uh, the shoot, he had just gotten out of jail for punching Boss Hog into the back <laughs> of a pistol.
0: That's amazing. I, I love this story.
1: Yeah. And uh, he, he is a. He is a North Carolina State archery champion, and he, yes, he did shoot that arrow at me, and I did catch it. Real? See, I
0: ha- I actually had that in my notes about the, the and I thought ah, and they probably did it with the thing, but you really oh. caught that.
1: yeah you know, here's a story about it. When uh, we were we were out on the, on the quad iron, and they're out there practicing, it, okay, Jerry was shooting the arrow at me, but it was off to the side, of course, right. so I wouldn't become a pin. Right, right. Okay, uh, I could see it coming at me, but. It was like a pinpoint until it got almost to me and I was hitting it and knocking it down. I wasn't catching. So we practiced for about a half an hour. And I, I still couldn't catch it. So we had to think of something because, you know, uh, Jimmy came over to us and he said, look, we got to shoot the scene. Yeah. You know, if we have to, we'll throw it at you. I said, no, 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 no. My reputation It's my reputation here. You know, as a martial artist. You know, you see all these guys on TV catching these arrows, you know, Kwai Chang, Kane, you know, for Kung Fu. I, I, I'm going to do it for real. I'm not going to have somebody throw this damn thing at me. So he goes, okay, $1,000 a take. Goes, oh, boy. <laughs> so a- after talking to, to, to Jerry, uh, I, I said, can we do something? And so wh- when he, what he did was he put extra feathers on the arrow, at, you know, at the end. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. So when he comes in and he says, "You take one more step towards my, you know, that girl, I'm gonna have your head on my like, wall," he pulls it back. If you look real close, you can see the extra, like, extra feathers. So when he shot it at me, I snatched it out of midair,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: went, <laughs> "I ruined the whole freaking tape." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I said, "Well." You know, they all laughed about it, you know. So, yeah, I caught, I caught it five out of seven times. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, I like that
0: the killer would be very excited that, that, he, that he caught the, the, the arrow. So.
1: That's the that's true thing. I did catch it, yes. There's also another uh, bit part, two, two things about that scene. When I come down the stairs and stab him with his own arrow, yeah. you see him fall back. Yeah. Right? When he fell back, he dislocated his shoulder. Okay. So when you see him drive up and reach in mm-hmm. and grab the, the bow out of the back of the pickup and run in, you can see him holding his, they shot that scene afterwards. Oh, okay. Actually holding his, his arm real close to his body. Yeah. It was dislocated. Yeah. Oh, wow. But here's a bit of a trivia. You, you probably didn't notice either. I don't know. I didn't know that. In what hand did the killer have the knife as he was walking up the stairs?
0: Mm, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not sure.
1: He had it in his right hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What hand did he have it when he caught the arrow?
0: It had to be his left because I know you do catch the arrow with the right.
1: I, I, I'm right-handed, so I, I switched it as we got up there. Yeah. Nobody nobody even noticed that.
0: Interesting. That's very cool. Um, so you said, you know, when you see the movie for the first time, you think, man, this is something I want to keep doing. So is so. what happens after a final exam? How, how, what do you go from there?
1: Well, I did a lot of stuff and I moved back to Chicago, actually, uh, Rockford, Illinois, and opened up a martial arts school. Mm -hmm. And I I did a lot of uh, uh, different short uh, movies in there. Uh, It it wasn't much, but it added to my resume, you know, so I could actually get out there and, you know, do more. And after I uh, decided to actually go full steam into it, I gave my school to one of my black belts and... I said I'm. I'm really going to try this, you know, for the rest of my life because I, I, both my martial arts and my, uh, you know, my acting had come together, and I finally got an agent. So I came out here and I started doing, you know, different shorts and that, you know, out here, and um, I've done Star Trek a couple of times as a Klingon. Uh, I was on Monk for a while. I did a, a stint on uh, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, like that, and it, it just, you just start building up more and more, and now I'm, I'm even. I'm even writing a, a sequel to Final Exam.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So, will you reprise your
1: role, or? Well, it, it, it's going to be kind of like uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. The uh, I'm kind of older now, but basically, it's uh, it's called Final Exam Redemption. Okay. Uh, there's a new killer in town, following the same steps as the f- former killer, mm-hmm. and the first killer kind of like gets resurrected okay and it's his redemption to stop this killer okay interesting yeah Yeah. so that's that that's how it's how it's going to be i can't tell you more because i'm I'm still no
0: but that's very cool it's a perfect time to do it because we get a lot of sequels now to you know movies from other generations and uh, and also there's a there's a lot of places for movies to go today not just theatrically there's a lot of uh streaming sites
1: Exactly, exactly. The only problem we're having is, is actually finding the people that want to invest in it. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult yeah. with any film. You know, uh, my wife has just finished writing a sequel to uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Actually, it's a, uh, uh, how can I put it? Uh, not a sequel, but uh, a follow up to, uh, to 15 years later. Okay. You know, so and that, that's got some uh, interest right now, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean there have, are
0: several uh Star Trek shows on uh is a Paramount Plus, I think. And,
1: yeah. Yeah, we've got Michael Dorn actually signed on as the uh for the director. Oh, awesome. Yep.
0: Well, that's very exciting. I know there's you know different ways you can go about it. I don't know if you've looked into uh crowdfunding or anything like that yeah, for fun, yeah. So. Yep.
1: Yeah. And we're we're working on another uh actually it's a sci-fi horror film. It's called neoplasticity. It's kinda of like a post apocalyptic thing. Oh, cool. Uh we're inventing uh different types of a, a new new type of zombie in this oh, nice. thing. They're, they're, called, they're called lurkers. And uh it's kinda of like uh uh World War Z meets uh you know uh walking dead with a, with a touch of revolution.
0: Because, uh, you know, people love zombies, but we have a lot of zombies. So if you have a new twist to it, I think that, uh, you know, that really sets it off.
1: It's, it's a little bit of a twist. As a matter of fact, Carl signed on to it, too, to play one oh, of the cool. characters, one of the creatures. Oh, well,
0: yeah, that's, that's very that's exciting.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: You'll get to work with them again.
1: Yeah. This time, yeah. This time in the same set.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where can people follow you to see what you're up to? And, uh, well, I'm on my Facebook. With you? Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm on Facebook. All I got to look at my, my Facebook is Hanshi Timothy L. Rayner. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not, it's not Timothy L. Rainer. It's Hanshi. Hanshi is my rank in the martial arts.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure what that meant. No, I, no, I know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anybody, anybody above eighth degrees is uh, is, it's called a Hanshi. Okay. Yeah. What, what type of martial arts
0: um, are you involved in?
1: I I'm involved in, uh, you know, two basic ones that uh, I follow for most of my life. One, one is Fu Jiao Bai Gong Fu. Okay. It's a tiger claw system. It's a five form fist system. It's got all the animals in that system. Yeah. And the other is Shorinji Tetsuken Kenpo. It's, uh, it's a system that came out of China, was brought to Japan and modified by the Japanese. It's, they're, they're um, uh, it's a system where anybody can learn it. It's, it's a 50 50 hands and foot system. Okay. It's got a lot of arm locks, wrist lock, throws, blocks, punches, kicks. And, uh, it, it's, it was a, uh, a system that was actually made for the people. You know, a- anybody can learn it. You don't have to be, a, you don't have to be strong, you don't have to be fast, you don't have to be a, a high kicker or anything like that. But it was developed specifically for other people. And I've been doing that for fifty years.
0: Oh wow! If um, if MMA was around like um, w- when you were uh, you know um, when you were in your prime, I guess would you would that have been something you would have pursued?
1: Well, I, I did actually fight uh, you know s- several uh, uh oh, tournaments okay. like that. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I I stopped fighting in it because i almost killed one of the guys oh wow yeah i uh it was supposed to be a uh it was a a russian guy i can't remember his name uh it was supposed to be an exhibition match don't think of rocky now but it, uh, it was a it was an exhibition match uh for uh i think it was the police athletic league and uh we were supposed to go out there and just you know go to it
0: yeah
1: and he comes out fired man I mean, he was, he was looking for the knockout, you know, and he, he hit me once, knocked me back. And I, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, you button, click, that was it, you know? So I, I moved in on him, swung at on him once he ducked one way and I came up with a roundhouse kick and caught him right in the forehead and it just laid him out. And I, I said, well, I, I'm done. You know, took took a while to revive him. I, I, I didn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, of course you know? not. Yeah. So, I said that was it. So I just I just went into teaching after that. Mm-hmm. Is was that something you followed
0: at all? The rise of you know UFC and Pride in Japan and the different yeah martial arts?
1: Yeah, I, I, I watch it every now and on uh, on on YouTube and on uh, on Facebook if they have a time they put something up. You know, I give these guys big kudos for going out there, man. I really do. You know, they um, I wouldn't want to do it now, but they have to understand one thing though. They call it ultimate fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I've I've been in real combat. You know, I've I've been shot at. I've been stabbed. I know what real combat's like. Okay, uh, they have to understand that even though they're calling it ultimate fighting and you're in a ring, there are still rules. Mm-hmm. They can still throw in that towel. They can still slap out. Right. As I teach my students on the street, there are no rules. You fight for your life, and they have to. And they, everybody's got to understand that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, original UFC had like they still obviously you could throw in the towel and everything but they did have less rules like you could do uh, yeah. low you know uh, low blows and and fish hooks and stuff but
1: and choke, choke outs you know and all that. yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, it's got it's gotten too dangerous so they have, they have to have more rules. So but yeah. they, they have to understand you know there's no rules on the street. You know someone picks up a knife and comes at you I pick up a stick you know or something else or a bigger knife. Mm-hmm. Have you then, ever
0: um, had anything like that happen to you in in the real world just out? I know you said you were in combat, but I mean, uh, out in the real world and you had to defend yourself.
1: Uh, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I uh, I had a guy uh, pissing in the doorway of my school one day. And uh, my I had, I had a big German shepherd back then, too, and he's, he's barking his ass you know, at, at the guy. And I, I go out, I tell him, I said, look, you know, you know, you can't do this in my doorway, you know, yeah. so he pushes at me and tries to grab me, you know, and, and, I, and so I pushed him back and I come to find out this, this guy was on PCB. Okay, he, he was drugged up big time. I kicked him underneath the chin. I had my, my combat boots on at the time. Mm-hmm. Underneath the chin, knocked him up and over the car. And he still got up. That's the only thing I could think of doing. Meanwhile, the, the, the neighbors have called the cops anyway. Yeah. You know? now, meanwhile, the only thing I could do is just block them out of the way and get around and, and choke them out and hold them there. And even when I let them go, there was six police officers. And they still couldn't get handcuffs on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. scary. Out there. Yeah. When, you, when you're that well-trained and you still hit somebody and they get up and look at you, it's like, whoa.
0: Yeah, they think, you know what, just a normal person who has no uh, training, you know, what, what, what could they do at the, in that moment? Run. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the best, uh, best advice. Yeah.
1: If, guy, if somebody pulls a knife on you, you know, get the hell out of there. Don't try to fight them. Mm-hmm. The, the philosophy behind a knife fight, depending on, on who you are, you're going to get cut. Mm-hmm. You are going to get cut. There's no way around. I don't care how good you are. You're going to get cut. Okay. And you can bring a knife to a gunfight. Okay. You ever hear of the 21 foot rule? No. Okay. The FBI has determined that any person with a knife within 21 feet of you will get to you. Oh, wow. Even if you have a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's called the 21 foot rule. So, yeah, you have to be really careful out there. You know, this is your life isn't worth it. Right. right. If If you have to fight, fight. But, you know, run. There's no, no sense in being a hero, you know. If your family's in danger, and you have to do it. Do it. You know? yeah. so the, I teach my I teach my students that everything is a weapon. If you have to fight, everything is a weapon. You know, mm-hmm. your nail file, uh, you know, a, a pencil, a pen, anything. It's a weapon. I teach them how to use it. Your belt is a weapon. Mm-hmm. So you just got. You just. You just have to train, to be able to use it right. You know, you've got these schools that uh, uh, you can get a black belt in six months. Right. I, I call them bless you black belts. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, had, I had two black belts come into my school. Uh, they were Taekwondo black belts. I have nothing against Taekwondo. It's a great martial art. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they were great. They were good form and all that stuff. But they couldn't keep up with my beginner's class. They couldn't. I, I, I would take them through a SEAL workout. Some of my buddies were great SEALs when I was in the Navy. And I, I would take them through the, the, the SEAL workout as a beginner's class. Okay. They couldn't keep up with it. Wow. They didn't have the stamina. I had, I had one guy who had trained in Korea in Taekwondo come into my school and we wanted to train. He was really good, very nice guy. And I would have, uh, you know, full contact fighting, you know, once a week. And we put on the gloves, you know, I put up a ring in, in, in the dojo and, uh, and they'd go at it. So he came in, uh, it was a Friday night, he came in and he goes, I want to try that. And I, I said, I, I really don't think you should do that. You're not really ready for it. No, I want to do it. Okay. So I took one of my green belts, I put them in the ring. This guy was a black belt from, you know, from, he trained in Korea. So I put the gloves on and squared them off in the ring and, and said, you ready? You know, then Hajime, boom, boom, boom. The guy was out. He staggers over to the side of the ring. He goes, no, I got to try this again. I'm telling you, you're not ready for this. No, I got to do this. Same thing. Squared him off again. He wasn't trained. He was a black belt, but he wasn't trained in how to fight. That's the way a lot of schools are today. You pay for your black belt, basically.
0: I think a lot of things are like that, you know, uh, martial arts included, but,
1: um, yeah, but you're, 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 t-
0: I'm not saying I, it's good. I'm just, yeah,
1: no, it's not, it's not good. The thing is, you know, that's, I spent 50 some odd years. This is my life, mm-hmm. you know, training people. It takes eight years to make a black belt in my school. Right. All right. You're training these people to believe that they're black belts in six, six months to a year. And, you're, you're teaching them to kill themselves. And they're going to get killed. They're thinking that they can do this, and mm-hmm. they can't.
0: Yeah, and it's also disrespectful to people who uh, who did put the time right.
1: in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I got to put the windows down here.
0: All right. Well, we can uh, wrap up here. It's been very cool to talk with you, and it would be cool to have you back on when some of this, this stuff is, uh, you know, maybe... When, uh, Mac, maybe if you're getting on a convention or um, or the part two is uh, more in the works.
1: I, I'm i not, no offense to you, Neil, I, yeah. but I'm not going to hold okay? Yeah. About the convention. Uh, if it happens, I'll be very grateful, you know, but it's been 40 years, man. 40 years and not one single invite. And I, I, I don't know why. Okay, sounds good, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So have a good day. Have fun at the dog park. Bye. Oh, yeah. Got to go to him. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, man. You as well.
0: Bye.